All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And, you know, every single Thursday, I'm here at Adobe at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. And I don't even know how I'm able to turn in this many episodes when I tour as, as much as I do. Um, but, yeah, I'm able to turn in an episode every single Thursday. And this week is, is a really special episode to me because I've been trying to get this guy on my show for, I think, the entirety. I, I don't know what happened. I think it's like my, my episode started airing when, when COVID uh, started hitting, yep. you know, started hitting the scene. So, um, but I've known this, I've known this gentleman for, I, I think like eight, nine years now, yeah, at least, um, we've, we've worked together like a bunch yep. and, um, you know, I, I genuinely love the guy and we we're, we're sitting here now together finally, you know, and th- this, this won't come out until July. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're in like Memorial day weekend. And so, um, yeah. I have Adrian Estrella, Adrian from, 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 from Zebrahead, and assuming we survive. You know, one of one of my favorite bands. I'm 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 stoked you're here, man. Th- thanks for thanks for coming up. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to just uh, chill with me, man. How yeah, man. how is everything? Everything's good, dude. You know, uh, traffic was light since it is Memorial it Day, is Memorial. which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man, I don't want to have to split lanes all the way to to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, because you drive a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, been good, man. Busy. Yeah, really. F- You've been really fucking busy. Yeah. You know what I you know what I love about you though? You are the kind of person that can take an opportunity. And just expand it, and then get you know get even further than where you want to go. And I I respect that a lot because there's a lot of people that don't know how to strike when the iron's hot. Yeah. And I don't mean I don't mean that in like I mean it in a way where you know it's like it's all for one one for all. But at the end of the day, too, you know, with with music, you do have to look out for yourself in a, in a sense. Yeah. And um, I've just I have a lot of I just I know a star when I see one. That's it. And you've <laughs> you've always been a star in my eyes. You know. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So the whole, the whole idea behind my show, my friend yeah, is that I try to get the whole, the whole thing. Right. So I, I usually, when I bring on guests, I have them start off like, you know, how they, how they got started with music and then how they ended up from like then to like right here, right now. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of amazing that like, you know, people like you and me, like we, we only do this for a living. Like we don't have to have like jobs. Yes. It's taken a lot. It's taken a lot, it's taken dude. A lot. It's been you know, a long time. But. You know, we we've we've had many many a laughs, many a cries, yeah. many uh arguments. Arguments. We've had many. <laughs> we've had many of hug it outs. Yeah. We've had many of like joyous celebrations. You know, yeah. um, I've I've been there for the best times. Been there for the worst times. Yeah. And you know, you're you're one of my good friends, man. Thank um, you, man. yeah. So I want to take it from the top though. So like okay. you, okay. There's so much I don't know about you because you've grown up literally everywhere, and yeah. so you have such an interesting story. And I want I want to hear all about because I know like bits and pieces of it, but I don't know like the like the the, the roots of like Adrian, like where yeah. where you grew up or where you got started because you speak German, like you lived in Hawaii, like you did all this crazy shit. So like, tell me like where it first started for you because we're not we're, you're only like I think like a year older than me or something. Yeah, you know. Uh, so ever since I can remember, yeah. one of my first memories is I I still remember my crib growing up. So my dad was in the army. Okay, my dad's Dominican, my mom's German. Okay, and uh, my dad was stationed in uh, in Maryland. Okay. Um, Fort Ritchie, Maryland. And uh, I still remember my crib. I could see through my crib, and okay. my dad had a guitar, an acoustic. Okay. And that's like my first musical memory is like, I just remember that guitar. <laughs> I wish I could remember that. And then <laughs> yeah. I remember I was like maybe about five years old, and I remember I really wanted a drum set for Christmas. And my parents bought me this drum set. And you're it, five. I'm about five. Okay. And it lasted, it lasted about like a day. Because okay. I would be waking up and just banging on this drums, you know, mm-hmm. as a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, yeah, this is not 
this is not for us. <laughs> so they, yeah. they got rid of the drum set and got and let me play my dad's acoustic. Okay. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was five years old. I was sure could barely even hold on to this thing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember music was always in my family. Like Sundays at home was always classical music. And like my mom would always play classical music and cook for the family. And that was just like our Sundays. And then my dad always played like merengue and salsa and, and old rock and roll and Santana, you know, Carlos Santana and stuff sure. like that. Okay. So there was always music in my house. But I think where it really, really started probably it had to have been like sixth grade was where okay. I really, really, really got into it. Um, you know, six, sixth grade, I was at that time, my dad was stationed in uh, Heidelberg, Germany, and I was on, uh, in a military school, so basically on, on a U.S. base. And um, uh, I just wanted to take band, so started with band. And uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to play trumpet, didn't like the in trumpet, band. Okay. in band, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, didn't like it. Then I okay. went to trombone, didn't like it. And then I was like going through all these instruments in the instrument room and there's this big long case. I'm like, what the heck is this thing? Mm-hmm. I open it up and it was the, the coolest instrument I'd ever seen. And it okay. was a bass clarinet. Okay. And I was like, okay, this thing is taller than I am. At so this what point. a woodwind. Yeah. Woodwind. Okay. And, um, so I started learning how to play the bass clarinet and I would always jam like bad of the bone and, and I would like teach myself all these songs and I, it just kind of came naturally. And, um, I was never good at like reading music. I kind of fucking memorized the songs and like I couldn't really read the music that great. Sure. But yeah, I, I could barely read it. But I would it. know yeah. how to play these songs. Uh-huh. You know, if I heard it once or heard the bass parts once, I would kind of just memorize them. Okay. And uh, I went from beginner band to intermediate concert jazz marching band in sixth grade. Okay. Got bumped up. And then by seventh grade, I was in advanced band and, and, finally better at reading music and all that stuff. But then I got into choir in seventh grade as well. So, and I would always be like doing like hand drums on the table and like mm-hmm. doing boys to men and bell biv DeVoe in choir. Yeah. And so music was always like huge for me at that point. And then, you know, Green Day came out that year and Offspring Smash that uh, Green Day Dookie and Offspring Smash records came out. That, that was day. in sixth grade. Yeah. Really? Sixth okay. Grade so I think, so you're a year older. So we're like in the same, we're kind of in the same like scene in time, right. but I remember like, for me, it was in, in fourth grade. Dookie was the thing. Like, because yeah. I, I, dude, I was such a dork as a kid. Like, I, I didn't have any siblings or anything. So yeah. my dad would just show me like Beatles records, and I yeah. just that was like my only. Which is amazing. No, 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 for like, sure. Like, yeah. So he, but that's what he got me into. He's like, yeah. okay, this is your band, Ryan. Like the Beatles. So, yeah. So have at it. So I'd like learn everything. I'd like check them out. You know, I'd be like just fantasizing about them in my room, like yeah. playing, playing along to their songs or what I thought I was doing was playing along. Yeah. yeah. And then like Dookie came out and then I thought that was like the punk rock Beatles. You yeah, know? for sure. And I saw like the display at like, a, you know, like a sound warehouse or something. Yeah. Um, I was living in Denver at the time and like, that's what opened like green day opened up my whole world to like everything. I agree. You know, was, and then there's kids that are younger than us though. Yeah. And I've had them on my show and they say like, Oh, you know, like when I, like it was blink 182 that did it. And I just never understood. So it was just a generational yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, blink too. When blink came out, I was like, I remember exactly where I was. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that point. Yeah, for sure. sure. But, okay, yeah. Okay. So you're um, listening to the green day, but it's kind of cool too. Cause yeah. like I, I was just watching David Letterman. Uh, he has that TV show on Netflix. Um, yeah. Be mm-hmm. my guest. I think yep. it's called. Mm-hmm. And I, last night I watched the Billie Eilish, uh, episode oh, I, I didn't see that it's, it's awesome check it out. Okay. and she talks about how green day is like one of her favorite bands sure which okay. is pretty cool yeah that's awesome you know and uh but yeah you know seventh grade being in germany um i'll never forget it um my, my parents got me this hot pink skateboard and not like okay. a, not like a cool skateboard you remember the fat skateboards where mm-hmm. like, oh, had, yeah had the plastic brake on the back end you know what i mean yep and that's I, had what a, I had, <laughs> I, had a, <laughs> I, was like, I was like a kid yeah i had a yellow walkman and my okay. mom got me a lenny kravitz cassette 
And I'll never forget it when I heard that riff of Are You Gonna Go My Way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the drums. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, holy shit, this is so yep. sick. And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna play guitar. That was like, Dope. that was my, I'm gonna play guitar moment. So his sick ass like flying V. So, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's what it was. It was the dreads and the flying yep. V, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this dude is the coolest, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay. And a female drummer back there just oh, yeah. ripping it. I was like, this is so sick. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I want to play guitar. Okay. So my mom ended up giving me an electric guitar. Still couldn't really play it uh, that well. Okay. Because just self teaching, you know. Sure. And uh, my mom was like, I'm gonna take you to this concert. This is one of my idols growing up. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I go to this concert with my mom. It's a little VFW hall, like a little veterans hall, probably like a 300 cap. In Germany. Room in Germany. Huh. And, uh, Wait, what part of Germany did you grow up in? Uh, I grew up in, well, I was born in Stuttgart, raised in Stuttgart until I was about like nine. Okay. And then. But with, you, you also like, you were also in DC? Uh, right? So Maryland, yeah. Maryland, yeah. yeah. Or sorry. When I Maryland. was really little, yeah. Okay. And, uh, so you just went like back and forth, back and forth. Oh, yeah, because yeah. my dad would get stationed sure. know, in the states and then back in Germany. I mean, dude, I I never went to the same school twice until I moved to Utah. Yeah, because you know? my I mean, my dad wasn't in the military, but he was like a cinematographer. Yeah, so, so. he's always working. And yeah, so I, I get the whole yeah. moving around, and which is tough adapting. on a kid, you know, because like you have to make new friends everywhere you go. And I think that's dude. I think that's why you and I are so similar because we always have to adapt. To do We've that. always had to adapt. Yeah. You have to adapt to the situation. Yeah, because you're not com- you know, you got to be comfortable around new people. Right. Because you're kind of forced to, you know yep. what I mean? Which, yep. is, which is cool. I mean, it, it helps. And that was the big thing, too. Like, you're such a people. I remember the first day we met, and I was like, dude, this dude is so nice. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. we get into the VFW hall, and uh-huh. it's Chuck Berry. Oh, what? It's you Chuck saw Berry. Chuck Berry? That was my you're first kid- you're kidding. concert with my mom was Chuck Berry. Wow. And uh, I just remember the room lit up. He came out on stage and I was a kid, like little, and he was already old, you know? Right. In my eyes, he was old. Oh, yeah. And um, he came out swinging and he he looked so young on stage. Like, he just looked happy. Sure, like, okay. Nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing in the world uh-huh. could bother him. And right. I was like, oh my God. I was okay. like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Okay. And I don't care what it takes to get here. This is what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And, um, that's when I really started pushing, like, learning how to play guitar and taking sure. it seriously. Okay. And then so um, that year, when I was in seventh grade, I was about to go to eighth grade, <clears throat> and uh, my parents got divorced. Mm. So, well, that was kind of tricky. I didn't okay. know my parents were going to get divorced, and neither did my dad. So okay. uh, my dad was retiring, so we moved to Dominican Republic, which is where he's from. Um, were you, you were like a teenager at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was about 15 years old. Okay. And so... We move, and my mom stays in Germany because she 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 worked for the Post Bank of Germany, which right. which is like the main post office and bank of Germany. Okay, and she's like, I'm gonna finish this my my year out, and then I'm gonna come move in with you. You know, okay, come move. Well, she never moved. She just stayed and found out my parents were getting a divorce. Okay, so that was kind of rough. Um, so you're living with your dad then, and my then? sister. Okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, still doing music, and um, I would go visit my mom. you know in germany and stuff and she would always buy me guitars and i got into all these fucking cool bands and shit Mm -hmm. and then it got really really dark with my dad so my dad you know being older divorced thrown back into the dating game you know he became a really big alcoholic and and alcohol in dominican republic is like fucking breakfast lunch and dinner okay you know you wake up you have a fucking germany germany the same way yeah. yeah so he got really i mean it abusive is like it's hard to explain how that's an understatement with it. Okay. And yeah. it was like, it was so physical and, um, it was just really, really bad. Like okay. getting beat, beat up like bad. And like, he wouldn't remember it. And I'd have black eyes and, 
And okay. he was I, like, I'd never do that I never to you. I never knew any of that about you. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, okay. There's a specific moment I remember. He, he came home drunk, like really drunk. And we were supposed to go to our, our beach house, which was a long drive. Um, and then you had to go through this mountain pass, which was a dirt road that sometimes mm-hmm. could only fit one vehicle. So you'd have to wait for a vehicle to pass. Sure. And, and cliffs, like off to the side. So I knew he was drunk. And I was like, there's just no fucking way. Like, mm-hmm. he can drive us. Mm-hmm. So... He was passed out. I walk into his room and I unplug the phone from his wall because I'm like, dude, I just sleep it off. We'll go to the, you know, we'll go to the fucking beach house tomorrow. Yeah. He woke up. Okay. And uh, he woke up and he had the phone in his hand and he fucking threw it at me. So I, across from where I lived in my house, there was like a uh, sugarcane field. So I literally ran across mm. and I hid in these sh- uh, sugarcane fields and he backs a truck out of the house and he's sitting there just screaming, Adrian, get out of here. Come on. Yeah. And I, he's like, fuck you, I'm going to leave. And I just remember that moment. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that moment because that moment I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I could either hide and let him drive. Yeah. And he, he'll probably kill himself on the way there. Yeah. Or I could stand up, walk, know that I'm going to get my ass fucking beat mm-hmm. and deal with the abuse, but know that I can make sure that we, we like, I can keep him awake or, or yeah. maybe even talk him out of it. Right. So I stood up. Walk to him. First thing he did was grab my head, bash it up against the hood, oh get in the truck, get in the truck. Okay. We're driving. We're down. We're, before we get to the mountain road, it's just, it's kind of highway. It's a two lane highway road. Okay. And he's falling asleep behind the wheel with oncoming cars. So I would yank the wheel and he would wake up and he'd punch me and be like, don't touch the wheel. I'm like, you're falling asleep. And it was mm-hmm. the whole way, the whole way. So like a three hour ride that that was happening. Jesus, man. So, and then the next day, you know, I was dealing with, oh, I would never hit you like that. Like, why are you, why do you have black eyes? So it was an ongoing thing with him, you know? And my only outlet at the time was music. So mm. I started a little punk rock band with my friends and, and we would, this we, is in the Dominican, in Dominican Republic. Republic yeah. Okay. So how, how you were 15 still 15, 16 at okay. that point, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and so started bands and started playing. And then I would literally, I was in a cover band called Erradura. And one of my one of my good friends, a singer, he's actually like now he's like huge in Dominican Republic. This is on every he's like a TV show host and he's a huge musician. Really? Yeah. Okay. Joaquin, he's he's awesome. Yeah. But um, so we would we started a cover band and we play like a little bit of everything, you know, some petty and Spanish rock and stuff okay. like that. And um in Dominican Republic, the schools, you don't change your your room, your 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 classroom. Right. You stay in the same classroom all day. Your teachers rotate. Okay. So I would literally have a gig till four in the morning and wow. I would go to school. I'd put my backpack on the, you know, on the desk, mm-hmm. pass out. Sure. And my friends would wake me up. Hey, school's done. I have no idea how mm-hmm. I passed like the, the equivalent of the SATs, you know, yeah, yeah. in DR. Uh, but mm-hmm. I literally nailed it. So I must've been absorbing all this. Something. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to this day I'm like okay. so confused. I'm like, was it rigged? Did someone like, did my parents? Did my dad pay somebody off or something? <laughs> yeah, okay. But I was playing so many shows and, and really honing, like, the beginning of the craft, right? Okay. You know, learning how to interact with crowds and, and how to deal with negative feedback and, and stuff like that. And, um, I didn't even know that, like, Dominican Republic had, like, a scene. Oh, it definitely you know, or, like, does. Or, like, big places, small places, whatever, bars, It definitely whatever. does. Yeah, okay. it, it's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a scene. And I talk to all my friends from the DR all the time, and, like, there's still, you know, some of them still have bands. Wow. And uh, they're still at. They're always like, "Dude, when are you gonna come back home and, and mm. you know bring bring one of your bands out?" Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, that'd be so fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when I was uh, right at seventeen, uh, that was like the peak of of the abuse with my dad, where okay. it, it was out of control okay. with him. And um, I just remember I was like, 
okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I want to go to college, but I want to do music for the rest of my life. And right. um, it got to this breaking point. Like, I had taken my girlfriend at the time. Uh, her dad worked for Nestle. So he was getting relocated to North Carolina, to Concord, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, so I drove her. She stayed. Uh, her parents left, and she stayed with her, her grandma and grandpa. So I drove her to the airport to the capital, which is about, like, two and a half, three hours away, Santo Domingo. And um, on the way back, it was it was dark. And in Dominican Republic, so they have, they literally, and DR is kind of sketchy. Um, they literally at night, late at night, if they see a car, they'll literally like block the road with machetes. Oh my God. And you either have to give them money to kind of like Mexico is sometimes. Sure, you know, yeah, you've yeah. heard stories like that. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. And so I was like, instead of driving alone at night, I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in the Capitol. I'll drive home the next yeah. day. Yeah. So I call my dad, call my dad, call my dad. No answer, no answer, no answer, no answer, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, he's probably drunk or he's probably out, whatever. Right. So I get home the next day and he's drunk as shit, passed out. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the living room and I'll never forget it because I'm watching, it's Limp Biscuit rolling on MTV. Okay. Is, is on the TV and I'm sitting there. Yeah. My dad comes out. He's like, where the fuck were you? Like just losing it, right? Okay. And I'm like, I tried to call you. I called you so many times. And he's like, you fucking liar. And then he just started choking me. Like, oh my God. And yeah. I, and I've seen a lot of looks in my dad's eyes before yeah. that were scary as fuck, but this was so different. I think he was at a breaking point too. I think, I think for him, because there was times where he would point his gun at me, and yeah. there was times where I'd get home to my house and he'd be sitting sitting in the living room like bawling with the gun in his hand, saying, yeah. "I can't do this anymore, Adrian." And I thought it like I would go to my room and I was like just waiting to hear a gunshot go off and not knowing if I could get out of my room, right? And 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 see my dad would you know because it's not like I didn't care about my dad. Right. Even throughout the abuse, you know, like I always thought it was my fault, you know, for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dealing with all that crap, uh, but he's sitting there choking me out. Like, and I've uh, look, like, I feel like he was ready to just kill me and then kill himself. Just get it done. Okay. And I just remember this voice in my head where I was like, I was starting to fade. And this voice was like, dude, just fucking swing, swing, or you're going to fucking die. Like swing. And I started swinging, you know, and okay. I got on top of my dad and I hit him a couple more times and I literally ran out my house and the whole as soon as I ran out of my house, I just kind of like was like, fuck it. I'm, so I just started walking and I was like, dude, I, I thought he was going to go grab his gun and then just fucking shoot me in oh the back. God, so the whole walk away from my house was like another one of those moments where like when I came out of the sugar cane field where I just had to fucking, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like grow up hair or, or just, I had to come to terms with whatever was going to happen was going to happen. Okay. And, but I, at that moment I was like, if I make it out of this, I'm going to do whatever it takes to never go through this again, to never suffer like that again. How come and I didn't know any of this before? You know what's funny? Like 2016 like, Warp Tour. Yeah. Um, heart support. I did an interview with Heart yeah, Support. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. first time I talked about it. Yeah. Ever. And I kind of went in into depth with that story. Uh-huh. But I don't think we've ever talked about no. that. Like I think not like that. <laughs> not like that. No. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of in, you know, I think that's like the biggest thing too. And I'm not, I'm by far not anywhere near a perfect person i've made mistakes in my past too all, all this you know and it, and i think it's harder when you grew up abused and and physically sexually abused and verbally abused it, it's mm-hmm. anytime you make any kind of mistake you feel 10 times worse because then you go you go back you're like why the fuck because that was the last thing i would ever want to do right or, or last person i want to be you know right so i think heart support was a really cool thing to where when i did that interview with heart support so many that interview, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know it was going to come out of it, but it helped so many people. That's great. And so many people would reach out. And, I, and you know, I had to explain. I was like, dude, it's not your fault. Like, right. That it, it's not your fault. And that was a big thing, you know, that we, we've talked about it, like going to therapy and stuff like sure. that. And 
for the longest time, I, oh, I've always blamed myself. You know what I mean? And it was like really hard to like understand why it wasn't my fault mm -hmm. because he would tell me that everything was my fault. And when right. you're a kid, you're so influenced to that. You sure. know, you're like, it's your dad telling you that. You know what's insane? And I hate saying this, but we literally have to go to a commercial break. I'm not even. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> oh my God, man. This, I, I want, I want to, I feel like I was just about to get to the point where you're walking in the field. Okay. This is a good cliffhanger, I guess. But I'm, <laughs> all right. So we'll be right back with, uh, Adrian Estrella from uh, Zebrahead and Assuming We Survive, and uh, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. <laughs> oh, Adrian, that was a good clip. Oh, man, you know what? That, that was a, that was a great joke you told off the air, and uh, it just lightened <laughs> up the mood. You know? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Yo, I've I've literally have done that to every guest I've had. Really? Just that exact thing. Yeah, well, it gets in that moment. You you got to stop it when you got to stop. It. Yeah, I guess. But you know what? It's uh yeah, it's uh, I'm I think I'm like eighty some odd episodes deep. And I've just done that bit every single time, and it's not <laughs> funny, but it's it, it gets funny again, and it doesn't. Oh, God. I'm just I'm so awkward, man. Nah, dude, who who, who even knows how this radio station works? Like sometimes me, they might hear me laugh, come back in, or they might pick up. I don't know. Yeah, you know, before before this episode, or sorry, before this um, before we come back, usually there's like this one song. I, I want everybody to hear this on Adobe Radio, by the way. There's this one song that always plays before we come back in, and I have no idea why it's there, and I I I don't know who sings it. But there's a song that just plays. You'll hear it. You yeah. know, you'll hear it when you're when you're listening to this. Maybe you know. Anyway, fuck God. Anyway, back back to this. Okay, so this is what I got from you. You you were heavily abused by your father. Yep. You left home. Yep. What happens after that? So I joined the army. Okay. So I uh, took my ASVAB, and uh, my uncle uh, helped me a lot. And actually, one of my best friends, his dad, helped me a lot. So I mean, too. where'd you go from the Dominican Republic? Like, so, did you just like? So when I walked calls. out of the door of my house, yeah, 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 I went to my one of my best friends' house. Okay, and I stayed with them. They protected me. Uh, they got me to this is, all, this is all part of your story about like how you got to how I got here. Here and yeah, yeah. okay. And so uh, my friend's dad took me to the U.S. consulate, okay. and when I got to the U.S. consulate, I took the ASVAB. Okay, I was like, dude, my only way out is really to join the military, and that's okay. my only fucking way out. So you could do that even though you weren't. An American citizen. I was. A, my dad was in the army, so I was U.S. citizen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's kind of weird. I'm a German citizen. Born in Germany. Born in Germany, because, and, yeah. and I do have German citizenship. So and, you have dual uh, citizenship, dual citizenship, or, or a triple citizenship. Well, I, whatever. I never became a citizen of DR. Okay. Yeah. Never thought I needed to, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So I go to the consulate, take my ASVAB, and uh, I got a good enough score to become a helicopter mechanic, which I love <laughs> flying. God. So okay, sure. I love anything that you know, airplanes and helicopters is a big thing. Like I still to this day. If I hear a helicopter or an airplane outside my door, I'll run out, even though it's the same little <laughs> Cessna or helicopter I've seen a trillion okay. times. So um, yeah. at that point, they uh, they cover my, my best friend's dad, pays for my, uh, like, there's a whole bunch of issues. So I have to go back and forth through Puerto Rico. Okay. And so I raised 56 bucks and got a, like, island hopper plane ticket mm. um, and went to Puerto Rico, came, came back. And I uh, had to wait because they couldn't just throw me right away in. There's okay. a whole process, medical process and stuff. Sure. So then I finally get to Puerto Rico, and I go to MEPS, do all my finalized stuff, and they're like, okay, well, you're shipping off in two days. Okay. I was like, fuck yes. Dude. Wow. Like, so, that, so that quick? That quick. Okay. So ship off, mm -hmm. land in South Carolina, yeah. go to boot camp. It's fucking awesome. Meet some of the best people on the planet. To this day, some of my best friends. Real quick, um, real quick tangent. Did I miss the part of Hawaii yet, or is that coming? No, it's coming. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. So I do the Army thing, do, yeah. do boot camp, South Carolina, 
two weeks before we graduate, 9-11 happens. Oh, my God. And uh, we, they didn't so you're let like, us. You're, like, young because I was in high school yeah. when 9-11 happened. Yeah. So you already graduated then, right? Yeah, I was 18. When did you graduate high school? I ran to Okay, I was in 02. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. And uh, so not, we didn't get to see what happened. All we uh-huh. knew is we were on, like, 24-hour on, 24-hour off guard duty and with, like, loaded weapons, and we haven't even graduated boot camp yet, you know? God, so yeah. we're like, all right. Uh, finally get to our our school. So uh-huh. I, I go to Fort Eustis, Virginia for helicopter school. Okay. And I uh, do that. And then you get your duty station. And so get stationed in Hawaii. They asked me, did you, uh, they're like, do you want Alaska or Hawaii? I was like, do you see how skinny I am? Is that a fucking question? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> give me the sun and beaches, bro. All right, yeah. You know? Okay. Um, so I'm in Hawaii. While I'm in Hawaii, you know. It's like 01, you said? Yeah. Okay. About 01, 02. Yeah. So doing the Hawaii thing and um, doing the military thing, loving it. One of the coolest jobs ever, you know, getting to fly in these awesome helicopters. And, yeah. But I uh, started this, you know, I was like, I really want to fucking be in a band. And, and so when I was in helicopter school, I had a bunch of buddies that all played music. So there, there was the, the fellowship house, the little church. Okay. They had all these instruments. Like, they had all these instruments and stuff. So we would always get together and That's play. Cool. Which, so, which island were you on? I was on Oahu. Okay, because I, I grew up on Kauai a little bit. See, Kauai's dope. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Oahu's but. like Oahu. It's okay. cool. But, uh-huh. like, the big islands, like, any other mm-hmm. islands, awesome. Okay. You know what I mean? But sure. So I'm in Hawaii, and, and uh, I'm like, oh, dude, I really want to fucking start a band. So I go to the Classifieds newspaper, because <laughs> we didn't have Craigslist. Sure. Oh, like yeah, that, yeah. You know? 100%. And um, I find this, like... This ad for looking for a looking for a drummer for a pop punk band. I'm like, okay. dude, fuck yeah, let's go. So I answer the ad and um, as a, it, as a drummer, as a drummer, yeah. Okay. So actually, it started as a singer. That's what it is. Okay, so I started as a singer. Yeah. And so I go, I, I like meet these guys. They're from Ontario, California. They wow. moved to Hawaii just to fucking move to Hawaii. Huh. They're, they do valet. Like that's okay. their job, <laughs> just Got so it. they can live in Hawaii and surf and 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 chill. Yeah. And um. So we're like, hell yeah. So now we got to look for a drummer. We're looking for a drummer. We could not find a drummer. So I'm like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy a drum set. So I literally mm-hmm. went and bought a, this drum set, this green drum set, because I love Trey Cool. Oh, yeah. Day. Was so it a single in? It was a single in. It was a 14 but it was, inch it was, a, it was a shitty one. Oh, okay. It, it was Dude, like, I had a Trey Cool. Well, actually, it was, it was the band I was in's drum kit at the time. This yeah. band called the Teen Tragedies. And I remember our, our singer, she worked at Guitar Center. So um, you got that hookup? Her name was Kelly Green. Yes, yeah, so we got the hookup. <laughs> and we, ha- we were one of the first people to have that. Trey Cool kit. Yeah. So she she got it, and I just I just beat the fuck out of it, man. Yeah, that's same. Yeah. I didn't, at that time, I didn't know how to treat a drum set either, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, heads were just, I sure. mean, dented, dented, yeah. and I was mm-hmm. like, this is totally fine. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Symbols were broken. Yeah. Like, sure. Um, yeah. And so I get by this drum set, and I started playing drums, and we couldn't find a singer. Finally, I'm like, fuck this, I want to be a singer. So wow. just like that, okay. Because I knew, I finally found a dude that I knew played drums, my buddy right. Corey. Okay. And so... Do that, and it's going good, man. Like, what was the band called? No Bare Feet. Aha. Okay. No, <laughs> no I, bare I, feet. I, was, I was waiting for that because I, I knew of that band, and I knew there was a guy named Trevor. Yeah, Trevor with dude. the eye patch. Yeah. Now he works for like Trevor Jackson, Billy Eilish, yeah, yeah, Billy Eilish, and like Screeching Weasel, yeah. and a bunch of fucking bands. But yeah, good old Trevor. So he was he was living on Hawaii. Yeah, he was living in Hawaii. Wow, that's the first time we ever met. Dude. And I asked somebody the other day if they knew you because um, I was there's this guy named Josh Benton. He's like a sound guy, and he was from Oahu. And he said he didn't know you, but that's what, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, I know the island's small, but it's just like yeah. you never know. He was like a native over there. Like, he was born there. You never know, man. man. Fuck. Anyway, okay. So back, back so, to... Yeah. yeah, so we like we started getting... We're like, anytime I don't have duty, we're playing shows. Okay. Like, we're like, duck and rip it. And next thing How you know... How many places can you play in Oahu? Not a lot. Okay. <laughs> not a lot, I'll tell you that. There's okay. like three places at the you, time. But you, could, but you know what? Actually, one of my first... Dude, 
one of my first punk rock shows ever was in Hawaii. It was, it was in, but um, I was like 11. Yeah. And my mom, she was best friends with this, this, this lady. Her name was Janice. And she had a kid named Chris. And Chris was the one that showed me like a lot. Because I only knew like about the commercial punk rock bands. Like yeah. I was like, I knew like what like Green Day Green and Offspring Day, yeah. and Rancid. I knew what all that was. Weezer, you know, I knew what all of that stuff was. Yeah. But then like my friend was like, th- this guy, Chris, he was like, oh my God, like, you know, check out this Minor Threat cover. See, like yeah. how Rancid took that. And like this, it's a similar cover and blah, blah, blah. So he, he got me into all this shit and we started like jamming. And then I, I really started getting into punk rock. And he's like, hey, you want to come to this like house show with me? My parents didn't think anything of it. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. But, like, we went to this house that was, like, being built. It wasn't even finished, <laughs> you know? And, like, they, there was, like, floodlights, and they had, like, a generator, and bands played, and that was – it was so cool, man. That's pretty awesome. Like, there's, like, circle pits and all this stuff inside this house. It was just, like, a big house party. I miss it house was, parties. There was, like, there was, like, 100, maybe 200 people at this thing. And I was, like, I'm doing it right yeah. now. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I can only imagine that Hawaii – was like that. Hawaii was crazy because it the, wasn't big, so right. the scene was awesome. Yeah. So it was I like... Mean, did you guys do shit like that? Like play... We played a little, couple of house parties. Yeah. Actually, yeah. one of the first shows we ever played was on base on uh, on Wheeler Army Airfield, where, okay. where I was stationed um, at my buddy Scotty. I think you've met Scotty. I met Scotty. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at Scotty's house, on top of his little patio uh, roof, Yeah. and it lasted about a minute and 50 seconds. As soon as we heard, we had like a block party... And um, all the neighbors are coming out. Everyone's having a good time. And we start playing. We're like a minute, 50 in, two minutes, whatever. And the MPs come and shut us down so no fast. <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay. what the fuck? Get off the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we played a couple shows. And next thing you know, we started playing bigger shows. And, okay. And, and we got to open up for uh, Sum 41. Uh, on Hawaii. On, so you I, guys were the, the yeah, local we were, support. we were the band. Got it. We were the band in Hawaii that was getting all the big shows. So like we were direct support <laughs> for- right. They were so stoked. It was it was surreal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and like um, getting to play with some forty one. You guys got to okay. So assuming we survived, they got the tour with some forty one. Did yeah. you like remind them of this, dude? We we totally have a crazy story about that. Okay, because like that's how uh, Cone and Dave and I are, like we've known each other. Even when we've been on Warp Tour, where like yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave will come out and like watch us play when we're on Warp sure. Tour. Yeah, um, because playing okay, getting to open up for for some forty one at Pipeline Cafe. Ah, yeah. Good old pipeline. I've never been there. I've just, it's, I've heard about it's it. It's rad, dude. Okay. It was a rad. It was a long rectangular building, stages all the way in the back. And then there's a staircase that goes up the side stage to the VIP upstairs area. Okay. Backstage and all that stuff. So me, Cone, and Dave were walking down the steps and we fucking slipped down these steps, <laughs> like all together. Okay. And we all kind of catch each other. So we're this like, is at the time where they're like probably like pretty fucking. They're big. killing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're massive now. No, they're. Ma- I'm just saying. But back like, then, though, was that, that their, was like, yeah, because it was one that does this look infected tour, mm-hmm. and, and they're like just the MTV, crushing. MTV, yeah. the, I, we, everybody's just seeing them rise. Okay. Yeah. And so we all catch each other, and we're like, oh, because we like literally slipped down like twelve stairs. Oh my god. You know, and okay. uh, but so we've always had that story, and like anytime I see the guys, like, and that was what's so cool about like being on tour with them. Yeah. Like, we we always like we would always joke and. Like we'd see a set of stairs and be like, "Watch out for those fucking stairs, boys!" And <laughs> That's funny, like, man. But uh, three doors down, got to open up for three doors down, and like okay. all just all any big band that came through, we were the openers. And okay. then that's similar to my story too. Like Salt Lake, like it was the same yeah. thing. Like we would open up for fucking everybody. And that's that's yeah. what you want, you know? Yeah. Like, is the, the little... and then so I get out of the army and yeah. we all move back here to Ontario, California, and we get to go to record with Cameron Webb. And, uh, okay. How did you meet? How'd you meet Cameron? I met Cam. I met Cam because of recording. Because we got we we uh, 
our manager at the time. Like, oh, okay, uh, so I'm, I'm okay. So you're, you guys are this band that's opening up for everybody in Hawaii. But how do you get to the mainland? Um, so we decide we want bigger. Okay. California's where it's at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're um, already like doing your time in the army. Yep, and all this and stuff, I know my and time then... was my time was done. So oh, okay. We all moved to California. Okay. And uh, go into the studio with Cameron Webb. Okay. Record this record with Cam. Cam and I become really close. Cam's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, he had just finished uh, Silver uh, Silverstein's uh, Awaken the uh, Okay, yeah, the Waterfront. Uh, sure, with, I know I what you're talking about like the, the girls on the cover and you're fucking amazing. Yeah, okay, and I was like, holy shit, this is rad. And it's kind of funny how that worked out too because I met Zebrahead. Was this like oh four? Uh, oh six. Oh six. Yeah. Okay. So I meet the guys yeah, from Zebrahead. That's a really big year for a lot of people. Yeah, big year for me. Oh six was. You know? Well, 06 was a big year just because I got out of the army and I was yeah, like finally dude. doing it. I'm like, oh, I moved to California, which is like the goal because yeah. like growing up in the Dominican Republic, watching MTV, seeing all these bands and Warped Tour so, and okay, stuff. Okay, so I'd like, only be, I've only been out here three three years longer than you. Yeah, legitimately. Like I moved out here like pretty much right after I graduated. Like I moved out of spring of 03, but like I you know I went straight on Warped Tour when I graduated high school. That's and then just fucking like you know tried to decide what I was going to do with my life after that tour because I knew I wasn't going to be like in the eyeliners. Yeah. That was the, the all-girl punk rock band. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a chance and move to LA. And I fu- Dude, I fucking knew nobody here. I don't know yeah. if that was the same for you. I didn't know anybody. Okay. No one in California. I mean, I knew my bandmates. That was it. Right. Okay. Literally, I knew four other dudes. Okay. So then, so then what, so what happens after that? So you come out so here. So record the record. Yeah. And then we get this a chance. This is a cool story, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I'm just floored. We get by. a chance to like open up. Um, we get a chance to go back to Hawaii to play the Vans Triple Crown Warp Tour okay. in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And at this point, everybody on the island knew that we had left to California and recorded a record with a big-time producer. So when we yeah. went back home, it was insane. Like, we had, like, maybe a crowd of 2,000 people mm. like that knew all of our old songs, just started learning our new songs. And uh, we, we, we got this chance to open up for this band called Zebrahead. Okay. House of Blues Anaheim. Okay. You know? Yeah. And we're like, all right, cool. And uh, open up for Zebrahead. And mm-hmm. their manager, their manager Todd, was uh, kind of interested in, you know, signing us at the time. Okay. Getting us signed. And uh, uh-huh. he worked for Lemmy and Motorhead and stuff, too. Okay. Um, so not, uh, the band ended up breaking up, like, literally. Oh, like, okay. we could have done a lot. Uh, but the band ended up breaking up. Okay. And uh, so then I was just kind of like, I didn't listen to music for, like, I don't know, like, Six months. I did, literally didn't listen to music. I was like, nope. And then when I was right. ready, I started to soon survive. And when I started, it, we had like Chris Passos on drums. Um, we had two. I sang. When did you guys start assuming we survive? Oh seven. Re- so that long? Yeah. So you're, te- you're telling me that like I came in seven years after, after you were bro. a band. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, yeah. Assuming assuming starting in two thousand seven. At the end of two, at the end of two, 2000, okay. October two thousand seven. So you guys, you guys literally came from nothing. Yeah, like legit. Okay. And I was a singer guitarist, and we had a screamer. My buddy Rob was the screamer, so we we're kind of doing that dynamic. You okay. Know? And um, through the many forms of assuming you survive, and like, like literally playing every day of the week mm-hmm. until we started getting a big enough fan base. So now we're starting to sell out places. Now we're starting to right. pack places. Now we're getting you know opportunities to open up. Over at House of Blues Anaheim, and and br- really bring in a crowd, and and same thing with Glasshouse giving us opportunities. They're like, oh, you know, you sell these many tickets, you know, next sure. time you'll sell less. But we we would always just sell yeah. the max, you know, okay. like, and we started like selling out places, you know, like House of Blues Anaheim. We've we've headlined that, like, I don't even. We've played it like twenty five plus times. Sure, headlined uh, it a couple times. Okay, and, yeah, and, like 
sold out. You know, okay. which is crazy. Yeah. Did the old Sunset one too with mm-hmm. Steel Panther, which was like the fucking coolest so show ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and um, we won every major battle of bands like in one year. We we won like the the Warp Tour battle of bands, the freaking uh, Aftershock battle of bands, uh, K Rock battle of bands. Yeah, we won literally that year. I think it was like 2008, or no, it was probably later, 2010, I think, or something. Okay, yeah, we won like every major battle of bands uh-huh. for us to win. Yeah. And uh, so we started doing like our local dates at Warped Tour, like consistently. Okay. Which I thought that was like Ernie Ball, or Ernie like, Ball stage, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and then we get to play this festival called Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, and there's this mm-hmm. there's this you know little band called Falling Reverse that's <laughs> and uh, yeah. through mutual friends uh, through our buddy Drew, dude, um, which is insane because Drew and I, fuck man, and Como, yeah, we came yeah. up. You know, recently I was uh, I was feeling in for a band, um, this band called Weathers, mm-hmm. and I got to. I text with Goose every once in a while. I love Goosey, and so I I don't know what's going on with him, but I mean I mean I do, but like he he's in um he he was in Dallas right now. Yeah. So I texted him and I was like, hey, you want to come out to the show? And like, so we we ended up just like kicking it, you know. But yeah. like, he's just somebody that's always been in my life, and you know, so many years have gone by. But like, I came up with Goose, came up with yeah. Drew, like all these guys from the Salt Lake City scene. I don't even know how, how did you how did you meet Drew? We were on tour. Uh-huh. One of our one of us like you, like, booked, you booked your like, tours. You booked your own shit. Yeah, and, like, one of our first out, okay. tours. Like we got this RV and like we're traveling. Yeah, RV was great, which was that was the dumbest move ever. Sure, RV, but it was oh, nice. Yeah. You know, the we're like, Woo, we're in RV. <laughs> and um, yeah. we get to Salt Lake, and uh, that's the first place I ever met AK too. Oh yeah, okay. And, and I was yeah. a huge fan of Chelsea sure. too, and he was like the nicest dude ever. Um, and so we're playing this spot. What was that freaking spot? Um. It's Kilby, right, Kilby Court. No, it's right next to the the curry chicken place. Oh, uh, Ichabobs? Not Ichabobs. Like it's like, curry chicken place. Okay, doesn't matter. There's dude. Salt okay, Lake yeah. has had so many transformations. <laughs> it's amazing though. I love yeah. Salt Lake. So we're playing yeah. this place. We meet the owner, and you know, all these just DIY well, self yeah DIY self book shit. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. that's how I met Let Live too. Because really, because yeah, we had they, they had this place called the Shred Shed. Oh yeah, dude. We, it, dude, it was right by no no not Woodshed. Shred shed. It was yeah, like a, yeah. it was it a was little, a little house. it was a little the little place. Little little tiny room yep. that Drew booked and it was like really close to Kilby Court. I played there I played there the the same time I, I surprised you. Or no, we played there at the shred shed and then we went to the woodshed after. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe don't you know, weren't there, I but remember. I know I went there with Drew and the boys. Okay, well, I met I met Let Live in like 2010 because of the whole the whole thing. Like I, I had to move back in with uh with my folks for for like a for a split second, you know. Yeah. I was in all this debt and like I love your parents. Trying to do I know they're the best man. I, I and that I, house is so sick. Oh, and, I have so many Nashville? stories of Warp Tour uh, when we went. <laughs> we went for my birthday week. Okay, I can't wait to get. Oh God, I can't wait to get there. So re- real quick, real quick. Um, where's it going with this? Yeah. So yeah, I met Lit Live in like 2010 and just you know Salt Lake has always had a really awesome punk rock community. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. And everybody they, knows each other and, and it's like everybody introduces you yeah. to everybody. Okay, you know? so now we're now we're back to aftershock. So, so I. I remember this. You and Phil came up to me at Aftershock. It was 2013. With a CD, a, a little burnt CD. Yep. Yeah, and I was I was looking at it. I was like, okay, like I just I didn't know what to do with it. Like yeah. I was like, that's cool. You know, like I just I never thought of myself. I just thought of myself as like a band guy. You know, okay. Yeah. Real quick, I hate doing this. So we have like 15 minutes left on the show, but we have to go to another fucking commercial. Commercial. Let's do it. Yeah. And then we'll there's, power. Dude, we'll power through. We this. have to power through because there's there's so much fucking shit we got to talk about. There is. Yeah. There's a lot of information. It's just it makes you like when when I do these shows, it makes you think like where you came from and like it just kind of takes you back and then you're like i don't know it, it humbles me a little bit because it's just you know anything can happen yeah that's it you know so okay well we'll be right back from uh, a word from our sponsors and then we'll come back and talk to uh adrian estrella from 
Zebrahead and assuming we survive, which is which is crazy because I used to, I used to watch Zebrahead when I was in high school, like open up for fucking real big fish and shit. Yeah, I love real big fish. Okay, so anyway, uh, even still today I do. Uh, we'll be right back, and here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Adrian, now geez. it's funny. Now it's funny. Now it's funny. That's <laughs> I just I I got you. We're back. Yeah. We're back. So okay, I I I'm kind of oh this is where so this is where we meet sort yeah. of. Yeah, I meet I meet you there, and then like um this guy Chris Como, yep, drummer, he hits me up and he goes, hey man, like check out the stuff I recorded, you know. So it's it's kind of coming at all ends, and then I get asked by uh, Lisa Johnson and Kevin Lyman to judge a battle of the bands at Slide Bar to open up for the used to open up for the used and Aiden, awesome. yes, yeah. the used and oh Aiden. yeah, that's right. Well, and I was just sitting there. Or, or maybe it was William Control. Who cares? But like, I was just sitting there, and I, I remember watching the, you guys, and I was like, "Man, this band's like, this band's really good," you know. And then um, Chris, your drummer, he he kept hitting me up on Facebook. We just started, we just kept talking. We became like pretty good friends, like off the bat. And then he was, and then you guys were all like, "Yo, Ryan, you should manage our band." Yep. And I, I was, I'll never forget. It was uh, when we opened up for our boys in a trade. Yep. I, yeah, I was. You, you were like, you, you should manage our band, and I. And at the time, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I, I remember having a meeting with you guys. Yeah. I came to the show. I was like, look, man, I've never done this before, but I'm gonna try my absolute fucking best yeah. to just make this shit happen, you know. And I'll do whatever I can. And we all just like, okay, cool. And we all agreed. Yeah. And you know, then it was, then it was a, then, then shit. Got it was real. off to the fucking races. It was because it was like, fucking, you know, DIY tours for forever, and then. Yep. Um, you know, getting on the falling in reverse Attila Metro Station tour. Yeah, yeah, know? that was huge, uh, massive. Uh, and then you know that was a two part tour because then it was our boys in Atreyu. Yep, which are family already at that point. And and uh, from Ashes to New. Yep, and falling in reverse. Right. And then it was just like, dude, it was off to the races after that. It was off to the races. Then it was like, it was just tour after tour. It was pretty crazy how fast that that happened. Yeah, you guys, you guys grinded like really hard the first like couple years, and it's just yeah. you know. The thing with with bands is it's so hard, like um, trying to make something out of. Well, I don't want to say that because you guys had a big following yeah. in in California, but only in California. Yeah, but I I felt like when I came on at first, I felt like I was able to take you guys from like, you know, local local to like I I remember we practically sold out the Glass House, and that's yeah. that's a huge feat in in itself. And trying to do like production and yeah. trying to just get a hold of all the bands. But you know what I what I've learned? Okay, like this is real life. So like my my new band IDK How right? Yes, we've had a lot of. You know, there was a lot of things that happened in our past, yeah. you know, like, like where I came from, where my singer came from, but that doesn't always necessarily translate when yeah. you start a new thing, you know? And so you never know what the fuck's going to happen. So like, I just want to let you know, like with, with where my band's at, we've only had one support tour in yeah. four years. And then every other tour that like, so we like, we did like a thing with like 1975. That was only because of our label. Yeah. Like it had nothing to do with our manager or booking agent. Yeah. You know, it's getting harder too it's with a, COVID. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like everyone's so I, backed up. You know, so like I was like, I tried my best. You know, and, you killed and it, I, dude. I, I tried. You, you I'm sorry. You know, you and if there's anything that I could have done better, no, I wish no. I could have. And I, I love you, man. We, we, like, we had an argument, but and it was my fault because I'm such a passionate person. I'm, uh, dude. You know, I'm like, I know, dude. I'm, and like, I'm, I'm with you guys, oh, like, like on the sideline, man. It's so bad. Same. And, I lose sight of things uh, of reality sometimes when, when I'm just, cause I, you know, I love, I love this shit so much. And I like, oh, I like, I want to do this. I want, but it's not up to me. It's not up to you. It, it, there's so many moving parts that you forget as a musician that like you can want shit as much as you want. And all you can do is want it and, and fight to get there. But it's not 
there's so many other things that contribute to to getting on tours, to getting yeah. that that you never realize. We didn't have like a real. Back. We had like a label, but and, and yeah. God bless Mike Zemer. He's he's, yeah. he's great actually. Like he shout out to Mikey. Uh, yeah, he, he did a so what he, fest. Yeah, he he did, he did a lot. You know, for for the time that he was supposed to do stuff, but yeah. it's just like. I don't know, man. Like, you know, even back in the day when I was like an IM ghost, there was like things where I'm like, why didn't this happen? And why didn't this? Happen? And I always yeah. blamed everybody else. And yeah. I just, and at the end of the day, I had to take a good look at myself and go like, oh, okay, well, we tried our best. And, you know, I tell people this all the time, man. I say nine times out of 10 bands fail. And the ones that were um, too stupid to stop were the ones that succeed. succeed. You know, and like, and I, and arguably, Adrian, you, out of everybody, <laughs> you've succeeded, man. Yeah. You play in a band now that like, you know, I mean, you're still like, you're still doing stuff with assuming we survive. Yeah, we're you're almost playing shows. We're almost, like, almost done with our new record. Yeah. Like, I, I, I talked, you know, couple, I saw Chris oh, Como at a show, yeah. at a show this weekend. And, um, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I don't know when we're finishing it, but it's, you know, it's we're so really close, great. dude. It's just been chaos, dude. Cause yeah. I'm in the studio with Zebrahead. Right. You're trying to juggle both. Seven it's like, days check it out. Almost, Zebrahead. Yeah. And I don't think people understand this, but like, like Zebrahead, that's, that's like your bread and butter. So like, I get that when I, when you called me and you're like, yo, I'm going to do Zebrahead. I've, I fully supported it. I was like, dude, you should do that. That sounds great. Well, I asked you what you, know? you thought. I'm yeah, like, and what I do you said think? You you're like, fucking... dude, you'd be in, you'd be in, you'd be dumb not to do it. Yeah, I was like, you're yeah, the perfect yeah. guy for that band, like for real. You know what I mean? Like, and and they're doing, and and I also thought like, okay, he does this band, he goes overseas with them. It's only going to help, assuming we yeah. survive. You yeah. know, like with all the all the name recognition and just everything. You yeah. know, but I think that like this is every everything happens for a reason, man. Yeah. You know, like all of my bands that I did got to the, me to the next band. If yep. that makes any sense. It's not, it's not even like I was trying to do that. It's like I've met people because of all the experiences I've had. Yeah. You know, and then either it works sometimes or, or like it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. But like it's pretty crazy for me too, because like growing up as a kid, one of my favorite band uh, a couple of my favorite bands that uh, when I really got into playing guitar, like yeah, like getting good at it, you know, yeah. was always MXPX, Green yep. Day, obviously. Oh, you know? yeah. Big um, time. No effects, Pennywise, yeah. Mest. Yeah. Me- and Mest who is cool would have fucking thought that like so many years later, one of my idols, Tony Lovato, yeah. is now my roommate, and I get to play guitar in Mest as well, which I think that's fucking crazy. You yeah. Know? That, and getting to play, you know, getting to tour with, excuse me, with Mest, yeah. and getting to play with bands like Real Big Fish, and, and yeah. love those guys, and, and Bowling for Soup, and Listen Jake. Well, you know, it was, because of you, it was because of you that I got to fill in on a show with Mest, oh, it, it, That was the MXPX Goldfinger one. Yeah, right? it was so much fun, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah Slick right. Shoes, I think, opened, but yeah. like, that was like... It was so rad to just like get back in touch with like my punk the rock punk rock side. Yeah, right? I was like, okay, this is this is like we played at like LA Live or whatever yeah. it's called now, it like a, Nokia the Nova. Theater. Yeah, Nova. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and like God, it was just such a great experience. Yeah, that you was know? Fun. But I mean, like, dude, assuming we survived, did a lot of cool tourings. I got yeah. I got to tour with you guys like a few times. Yeah, and that, Metro, that never fucking happens. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was that Metro Icon. Station. Until, yeah, and then Icon for Hire. Yeah. I went and um, I filled in for them yeah. like at the very the eleventh hour. They needed like a guy, and yeah. I was I was like, hey, so like. I'm available. I just want to let you know, like this band that I'm like managing, like they're also on it. Um, is that going to be weird? And then we yeah. we worked it out, and it, it was cool. Weird. It was. I remember one night, dude. I was driving. I was driving the Icon van, and like I I hit a deer. Oh yeah, dude. And, and we stopped guys, on the side yeah, of the road. We, yeah. we were caravanning for some reason, yeah. and you took like there was like this pole yeah. that Icon had in their in their trailer, and it was it was like to hold up like some lights or something. Yeah. And you took it out. I'll never forget. You just bent the fucking. Uh, yeah, like, we gotta go. <laughs> you bent the bumper. You're like, nope, we're not stopping today. And it got so fucked, but the transmission was fine. Nothing. It was do, just cosmetic. Damage. Do you remember? We we literally stopped there on the side of the road, and there was a lightning storm. Oh off, my god! Yes, and it was beautiful. Yes. We're like, dude, this is like the coolest <sighs> shit ever. We hope the deer's okay. Probably not because there's blood and guts everywhere. Dude, I remember. I also remember riding with you guys. It was it was like your first like full U.S. tour like headliner, 
and I was dating somebody at the time and I was like, you want to come with me and just like see what it's like to tour in a van? Cause like, I felt like my communication was off. Cause I, I feel like if you're in like a relationship sometimes, like whether you're on, cause I, I've, I've dated musicians too, you know? Yeah. So it's like on the, on the, you know, you, if you're on the receiving end, sometimes you're like, what the fuck? Like, why am I not talking to this person? Then yeah. you, it's like, I, I forget sometimes. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, I want to show them like, see, like, this, this is, is why, this yeah. is why, you yeah. know, this is what, this is what a band's like. Like, this is, there's going to be chaos and, yeah. and the traveling and you, sucks. And it, the, it's not know? like you, the only thing that is planned yeah. is the show itself. Mm -hmm. The drives are never, they don't ever go how they're supposed to. No. You know? Like the, not at all. the after show never goes how it's you think it would. Like you, right. th there's so many like what ifs and variables. Yeah. Variables. You know what I mean. So it, it is really hard, and it is really good for for people, especially if you're in a relationship, for them to come out and see, so they understand a little bit more. Because it's right. not like a hometown show where you're going home, right? You know, at the end of the night. Like, no, for sure. And like, you know. I, I don't know. I'm just, I just got to say, like, I mean, at least for me, and and you, and just everybody that was involved in that time, I was really proud of the efforts that we did. Oh, why, why couldn't have gone any for, I have no idea. That's, you know, you know? and, and at least I have like, th this is my thought too, is like, be, I've, I've learned a lot from, from managing or trying to manage you guys, you know? Yeah. And like, it's, it, it got, it got my foot in a lot of doors though. Like trying to talk to, so now like I can pretty much hit up like any of the indie labels and they'll get back to me. Yeah. You know, I never had that before because I, I showed them like, look, this is a success. Like I remember Epitaph closed the door on, on the band. And then guess what? We ended up. Assuming we survive, ended up taking out a band that was on Epitaph. On Epitaph. On, yeah. on a fucking headliner. Yeah. That felt good. <laughs> you know, things like that. Because you, you can't predict you can't. what's going to happen, man. And at the end of the day, if you look at, like, I will always say it's like, dude, being able to play Warp Tour in its entirety, not yeah. once, but twice, especially twice. And you did in it on the a last bus. year. You did it on a bus. And it on, which was also a dumb move, but it was really cool that we no, did it. No, that was not dumb. Well, financially, Why? it was dumb. Like, a little bit, but like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, but. But you know, I, I remember all of us, we were like talking. on a tour bus yes. for the last warp tour ever. Yes. Dude, that was such a cool moment because you, you you really got to soak it in. Yeah. You know, where you know, if you're doing it in a van or anything else, like you're you're just grinding so hard. You're grinding so hard. So you got you to know. enjoy it. But also, like, I remember we all our thought process was like, okay, if we get a bus, we can hang out with like all the other bands. Yeah. And you, you guys know. can like talk to people and meet people. And you remember like, we thing. had we literally had at uh at our trailer, we had karaoke mm -hmm. set up with like the projector screen yeah dude like you went all out our shit it. was a party like yeah. it was it was pretty rad uh, no no one can no one's ever gonna unless you have done the tour event it's like it's the way i can describe it is the best and the worst tour of all time yeah it's, literally it's, it's rough it's really rough even on a bus it's rough yeah you know like trying to find like where are you gonna shower yeah you're just you're playing parking lots <laughs> yeah. like, all over america you know so we have like um we have like four minutes and thirty seconds left. It's just kind of crazy on the show. Yeah. Well, actually, no, we have we have like five minutes. But um, dude, if you had to, I always ask this at the very end of the show. But if you had to give advice to anybody, yeah, like for for if they want to be in music or whatever, like what what would you tell them? Best advice is to like literally or or, or I've had some guests be like, don't do it, just don't. You know, I could see that. Like, but I would say have a plan B is always good. Uh huh. Or. or or just be a fucking octopus. And what I mean by that is like, look, I mean, you know, I play for three bands. I have my, my band that is my bread. Yeah, you're a full-time musician. Yeah, you know, full-time musician. But because I, I, I'm an octopus, I'm a hands in, in everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can't just rely on one thing because that's never going to happen. And, and you never know if the band's going to make it or not. So, you know, be an octopus. Have your hands in everything. Really communicate with the scene. Like, go to shows. Support bands. Like Support local music, You know, too, support local right? bands. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, uh, you know, just be that person that everybody knows for good reasons, you know and um just keep your head down man like and just get it like get it be i would say humble and hungry you know but like yeah be humble and hungry and just go out there and get it you're gonna make mistakes along the way that's okay just learn from them 
but like yeah go get it i'm or just go to school (laughs) or just go to school just just go and and collect that debt and then pay that debt off i mean dude yeah i mean for me it's funny you said plan b for me i (laughs) this sounds terrible i don't have a plan b at all this is this is it it's it's all or nothing and i and i've thought that way since i was like a kid but i've like you know i also have been that forces you that forces you even so, at, dude, even at my lowest of lows, man, like yeah. I was like fucking thousands of dollars in debt, like just you know, bad shit happened along the way. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> like I just I did I didn't I didn't have to get a job though. I was just yeah. still like working working the thing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of positives that's happened in my life. There's a lot of negatives that's happened in my life, but I think it just it all shapes who, who you, you become. become. Yeah. Yes, dude, and that that's mm-hmm. that is a massive thing for me. Yeah. It's like you know, especially dealing with like you know stop drink you know quitting drinking alcohol and then deciding okay oh, i'm 39 years old or you go back do you know whatever it's what's best for yeah. you you know what i mean i, mean, I haven't just... you know it, it, it teach their own everything but like i, I don't ever really like, talk about this shit but like I, I haven't drank now in like 15 months and i feel i feel good yeah. you know there's some times where i'm like oh man that would be so sweet but i, I for for me yeah, just like, me speaking for me like the outcome's never good yeah that's all yeah you know? And I think that's a big, that's a big thing. You know, yeah. people have to weigh those options, you know, and decide what's best. Like, yeah. can you function being hung over all the time? Like, no, I know dude. I can't, <laughs> you know. Dude, and there's some people I know that can. It's fucking yeah. insane. But, um, okay, so we have a couple minutes left. Like, Adrian, like, what's, what can people be on the lookout for? And, like, how can people find you? Well, Instagram, obviously, and Facebook and stuff like that. Um, like, Adrian. Adrian underscore AWS okay. is Instagram. Okay. And then, you know, check out, obviously, Zebrahead. We're in the studio right now recording our next uh, record. Okay. Um, we've got a bunch of touring Japan. Finally going to Japan. Which is so, so sick. Stoked. Go say hi to Taka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking pumped. Um, yeah. Assuming Survives almost done with our new record. Uh, our Instagram, we've been locked out of it for a year. We finally got the... Do we have to submit paperwork and stuff and get shit notarized? Dude, okay. it's a crazy. I'll tell you later. But so, okay. but we have a new I, record that we're almost done with. Um, Mest is probably going to be having a tour uh, at the end of the year. Okay. So a lot of touring, a lot of music. Um, yeah, you're you know, able to juggle all of that. Man, it's really hard. But <laughs> it is, it, isn't it's it? Fucking crazy. Man. I'm trying. Yeah, and like try, trying to turn on a podcast while I'm touring all the time. That's really hard too. But yeah. like, I, I'm I'm just appreciate you even just coming up here. I'm stoked. Today. We've been talking about it for a long time. I so. know, and it's like I I was I was thinking like why did this happen earlier? You know, but it's everything. It's life. You know, yeah. everything happens and crazy busy schedules. Like right. I'm gonna go to the studio tonight. And right. Record all night. And, and, so. and you're and you're doing. Is it this, you're going with a uh, zebrahead yeah. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this is this is coming out in like July, so you know. Um, yeah, yeah, by then you guys will find out that I'm going to be a dad and I'm like so fucking what? happy about it. Yeah. Shut the fuck. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a dad. Okay. Dude. I'm, I'm a really bad actor because before the show started, you told me that, yeah. but I wasn't sure if you were going to yeah. say it on air. So dude, yeah. congratulations. I'm so happy. You yeah. know, you don't, you don't know. Um, we find out June 5th, so okay. you, it'll probably be out now. Right. Um, if it's a boy or girl, we really want a girl. So yeah, uh, I just want a healthy baby, but Jeez, I'm man. super excited. Dude, that's amazing. Have you, have you thought of like any names? Yeah. Or any, like, Halen uh... for a boy. Okay. And a Sawyer for a girl. Sawyer. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that's what I can't believe. I never thought you, when you came in, you're like, I got some news for you. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's going to say something outrageous. Like he's going to be a dad or something. And you're like, I'm going to be a dad. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> dude, congratulations. So for pumped, real. Dude. You think that's going to change anything? I think I'm gonna write way more sentimental songs now. Oh man, you know, but it may, it's also gonna push me to work ten times harder and be a, be ten times a better person. I actually, I yeah. think that's actually really so good for you. I'm not, I'm not awesome, lying. Dude. So I think I think that's great. Okay, so we have to end the show. But right. Adrian, thank you so much for coming in again. Thank you for having I me. I really bro. love the the hell out of you. I you know, you too, we've, we've had our, we've had our ups and downs and everything else in between. That's and, what makes and a good friendship. Here. 
You're right. Yeah. So, okay, so up, coming up next is uh, Gon Fishkin here on Adobe Radio, and everybody go check out Zebrahead and Assuming We Survive, and uh, we'll see you next week here on Ryan Seaman and Friends. <laughs>